Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. I'm Heather Klug, registered dietitian with the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center. Today, I'll be sharing with you the results of a recent study that compared the keto diet and the Mediterranean diet and how they affected the heart and the degree to which each of these diets can reduce the risk for heart disease and type 2 diabetes. If you have risk factors for either heart disease or type 2 diabetes, I think you'll find the study results interesting and helpful. I'll also give you my two cents from my experience as a dietitian for over two decades. Let's start with who was in the study and the study design. In the study were 33 adults from the San Francisco Bay Area who had either prediabetes or type 2 diabetes based on fasting glucose or hemoglobin A1c lab values. Participants were excluded if they were underweight, had a BMI above 40, LDL cholesterol levels greater than 190, a systolic blood pressure greater than 160, a diastolic blood pressure greater than 90. People were also excluded if they were taking weight loss medications as well as certain antihyperglycemic medications such as insulin, GLP-1 receptor agonists, and SGLT2 inhibitors. The primary outcome was the percentage change in hemoglobin A1c from baseline after 12 weeks on each diet. Secondary outcomes included fasting insulin and blood lipid values. Microbiome values were collected but not included in these study findings. These will be presented in a future study publication. I'll be looking forward to the results of that because keto is generally low in fiber and Mediterranean is usually much higher in fiber and fiber consumption makes a big difference in healthy bacteria levels both in numbers and diversity. If you'd like more information on the microbiome, we do have a podcast that I did, let's see, either last year or two years ago, which talked about the importance of getting enough fiber in and how that helps our health. So I'll make sure to link to that podcast. Now back to the study design. Participants were randomly assigned to follow one of two diets for 12 weeks. After the end of 12 weeks, they would go on the other diet. The two diets followed were a well-formulated ketogenic diet and the Mediterranean Plus diet. The well-formulated keto diet was basically a whole foods keto diet with 20 to 50 grams of carbs per day, 1.5 grams per kilogram of ideal body weight for protein, at least three servings of non-starchy vegetables each day, and the remainder was fat. Sounds like they weren't eating processed keto foods on this keto diet. The Mediterranean Plus diet was based off the Mediterranean diet pyramid, which is high in plant foods but low in animal foods. The Plus version of this eating plan meant no added sugar or refined grains. Fish was the main animal protein and olive oil was the primary fat. Both eating plans shared three common characteristics. First one, eating non-starchy vegetables each day. Second, restricting added sugars. And third, limiting refined grains. The main differences between the two eating plans are the consumption of legumes, fruits, and whole intact grains on the Mediterranean Plus diet. Although these foods are higher in carbs, they are very healthy carbs providing fiber, antioxidants, vitamins, and minerals. 
Now, other notes to add about this study. One, participants could eat as much as they wanted on both eating plans. All meals and snacks were provided at no cost for the first four weeks of each eating plan. After that, they purchased food on their own. Three, participants received weekly individual nutrition counseling and education by a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator via email, phone, or virtually via Zoom. Four, recipe booklets were provided as well as study-compliant menu items at local restaurants for both diets. Now on to the study results. Let's start with positive results for both eating plan groups. Both successfully decreased hemoglobin A1C levels. Now this was the primary outcome of this study, so that was good news for both eating plans. The keto diet, there was a 9% drop in hemoglobin A1C, and for Mediterranean, just slightly less, a 7% drop. Both groups also decreased calories by 250 to 300 per day. Both groups also lost weight, so it's a big plus here. Keto dropped 8% of weight and Mediterranean plus 7%. And both groups did really well with limiting added sugars and refined grains. So those are, I think, really good results for both groups. Now for the differences. First, I'll go over the cardiometabolic parameters. So in terms of triglycerides, they dropped with both of the eating plans. However, the keto diet did have a greater reduction in triglycerides. They had a 16% drop, which is a pretty big deal. And then the Mediterranean diet also had a 5% drop. So that's pretty good too. But I'd give a slight advantage to keto there. LDL cholesterol levels were also measured in this study. Now with this one, the LDL cholesterol, now remember that's the lousy bad stuff, that increased 10% on the keto diet, but on the Mediterranean diet, they dropped 5%. So I'm going to go through something here that take the LDL cholesterol thing a little bit further in a few moments, but for right now, we'll give a slight advantage to the Mediterranean diet on decreasing LDL lousy cholesterol levels. All right, they also measured the HDL cholesterol levels. These are the healthy good cholesterol. And both went up, so you want your levels a little higher with the healthy cholesterol. So they went up 11% with keto and 7% with the Mediterranean diet. So good news there, I'd give a slight advantage to keto, but that's still pretty good results with Mediterranean. Now, a few other things that they noted when participants were following these diets. So on the keto diet, it was much lower in fiber as well as several nutrients such as thiamine, vitamins B6, C, D, and E. Another thing to point out here is when they compared following the actual eating plans, participants had a harder time in the keto diet phase. They felt it was too restrictive and they felt the Mediterranean Plus diet was much easier to follow. In fact, when they followed up with the participants three months later, most of them were following closer to the Mediterranean diet. So I'd say an advantage there with the Mediterranean diet. So here are my key thoughts about all this. I'm a little concerned about the increase in LDL, lousy cholesterol, and the keto diet, especially long-term. Now, it's very possible that because triglycerides decrease so much on keto that the LDL particle size 
shifted from a small, dense to more large, fluffy particle size. And this is what you want because small, dense particles are considered to be more what we call atherogenic. So they're more likely to clog your arteries. Unfortunately, they didn't test LDL particle size in this study, which is a big bummer. That would have been great information to know. I would like to point out that the Mediterranean diet has been shown in the large PREDIMED trial to change particle size from medium-small to the large fluffy LDL particle size. So not only did the LDL number decrease 5%, but it's possible that the particle size increased. For me, the advantage here goes to the Mediterranean diet still when it comes to LDL cholesterol. My other concern is the low amount of fiber on keto. The only fiber you get is from the non-starchy vegetables and maybe a little bit of nuts that you can eat. Unless you eat a lot of vegetables every day and eat a variety of different vegetables, you will be very deficient in fiber. It's just hard to get enough fiber and to get in different kinds of fiber from vegetables only. Can you take a fiber supplement? Of course. But these supplements generally provide only one type of fiber. Fiber provides many benefits beyond keeping you regular. It helps lower cholesterol, helps keep blood glucose levels more steady, helps you feel full at meals, and provides mental health benefits. The Mediterranean diet has a huge advantage here because it delivers fiber from several food groups, legumes, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. My last main concern is the longevity of following the keto diet for many people. Is it doable? Yes. Is it challenging though? For most Americans, it seems that the answer is yes. In my experience, it's best to find a healthy way of eating that someone can realistically do for long periods of time. It's about creating healthier habits and sticking with them. An eating pattern similar to the Mediterranean diet or the DASH eating plan, because it's pretty close to Mediterranean, for many people is more sustainable long term. The Mediterranean diet will deliver positive heart and diabetes benefits, although more patients will be required as you won't see earth-shattering results in the first two weeks like you might see with keto. I do think that what the many low-carb studies are showing us is that it is very helpful to cut back on junky carbs, like foods and beverages high in added sugars and the white starchy foods that so many of us like to eat. Consuming too many of these foods is horrible for us, especially when we eat them in larger quantities or just way too frequently. At the same time, though, this study and others are also showing that eating healthy carbs in place of the junky carbs deliver positive results in terms of weight loss, lowering hemoglobin A1C levels, lowering LDL cholesterol, lowering triglycerides, and increasing the healthy HDL cholesterol. Sometimes going on keto may be needed. Please check with your doctor first, though. It may give you a little reboot, especially if blood glucose levels are way out of control. But here's my dietitian secret, you guys. I've seen just as good of results when people switch to a healthier eating pattern, such as the Mediterranean diet or DASH eating plan, and eat sensible portions. It's been proven in many well-done studies, and I've also seen this firsthand in healthy lifestyle programs that I've taught. No matter which healthy eating plan you decide to follow, focus on restricting added sugars and limiting refined grains. You know, choosing those intact whole grains are preferred instead. I truly think it's the processed foods that are causing so much ill health. 
too much processed food and not enough healthy food, especially vegetables. Eat those non-starchy veggies, everybody. Load up your plate with them. While keto and other low-carb diets deliver super-fast results, there's no reason to restrict carbs so low if good health can be achieved long-term with reasonable portions of healthy carbs. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to visit the Karen Janssen or YouTube channel for other heart-healthy podcast episodes and heart-healthy content, as well as the Karen Janssen or Pinterest page. We also offer resting metabolic rate measurements and nutrition consults for heart health. Thank you for listening today, everyone. And as we always say, be the ruler of your own heart health. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, info, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.karenyantcenter.org, like us on Facebook at Karen Yance Center, and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our show and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, ladies, be ruler of your own heart.